This nation was established on two concepts, the first being able to worship before our God openly, the second being freedom of speech. Men and women paid with their lives for this freedom. As we live our lives, what do we do? We party away our existence. While pharmaceutical companies and government control us with mind-altering substances, leaving us in a broken state of social anxiety, depression, and suicide. Feeling like we're not heard. Ultimately ending up as a pawn behind bars. This nation is falling apart because the church stopped being the church. We need to return to our first love. We need to lift up Jesus. There's only one way to fix this. Honoring God. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Indeed and In Truth Ministries podcast series. I'm Logan. I'm Amber. And we are here to talk to you guys about thinking right and living right. Now, I know we started working through our models and stuff like that, and we've talked about uh, praying right, and we talked about the model for praying right, but we had an opportunity. Uh, we were at some meetings, and we had an opportunity to get some pastors involved, uh, and it was our first time ever being able to have four people on at the same time, so we was pretty excited about that, and so we seized the opportunity when we did, and not just that, I really hope that you guys enjoyed that. If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, I would encourage you to go back and find that segment and watch those. Uh, they will bless you. Uh, there was lots of comedy stuff going on in them, and we also just really enjoyed each other's company. Um, so the second episode of that uh, should be releasing shortly after, see we're recording a handful of weeks ahead, so you guys should be seeing that soon. Uh, or you should have already seen that by the time you hear this, unless not. So anyways, uh, so we're going to get into that. Um, but Amber has got some stuff she wants to get into, too. So Amber, tell everybody real quick how they can get a hold of us, uh, like what our email is and all that kind of stuff like that, and what we're looking for and what we want to hear about. Uh, we want to hear praise re praise reports and prayer requests. We want to see, um, like, if, if, you know, definitely if God has done something for you, we want to hear about that. We want to hear your testimonies. We want you to reach out to us. And if there's something you're not understanding, we want to hear that too. We want to know so that we can help you understand what the word says um, at our, our, our email addresses, ministries at gmail.com. So I encourage you to just reach out to us and just, just let us know how you're doing. Encourage them to reach out and just yes, and just <laughs> <laughs> and just okay. So that's indeed in truth ministries at gmail dot com. And like she said, you guys can reach out to us on our Facebook. We want to hear about those things. We want to know about those things, and we're always we're ready. You know, answer questions that kind of stuff. Um, we also uh, what else did we get done? Um, we was able. We did have some people who's taken a little bit of advantage of that, and they've been reaching out to us, and we've been praying and stuff like that, and God's been moving. So, uh, like I said, we're gonna wrap up today talking about thinking right and living right because they do kind of go hand in hand. And then Amber's got some topics she really wants to dive into, and she is going to be, and we're not gonna do them today. Um, we're gonna release them later, but we are gonna get into those, and we're gonna talk about some of the stuff. And she's gonna have to, she's gonna have to woman up and handle the microphone. A little bit more so I, you guys won't listen to me talk as often through those but the first thing that i want to dive into we're going to start talking about thinking right um and so the first thing i want to go and i want to look at is ephesians 4 23 and in ephesians 4 23 it just simply states this uh and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and in colossians 3 2 we're encouraged that we need to set our mind on those things that are above uh and in romans 12 2 we're told don't be conformed to this world uh, and then 
I'm sorry, it was Philippians 4, 8. We need to be thinking on things above. Colossians 3, 2 um, says we need to set our affections on things above and not the things on this earth. So we've, we've got to get our, our minds to a place where we're focused on him. And, you know, I was, I recently heard someone say, you know, you can't be too heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And quite honestly, I don't like that statement. Um, and I don't agree with it at all, because if I don't focus on him, then I won't ever reach anybody or touch anybody else around me. And quite frankly, if you're not focused on him and he's not a focus of your every single moment of your every day, uh, and he's not at the, at the middle of everything that you're doing, uh, then, then you might as well just hack it up and count it done because you're not going to get too much further than that. But I'm not here to rip people up today. So, Amber, now we tried to record once and we hit some some issues here. And then Amber was reading out of the Amplified and it, it, and it wasn't, it's not a real Bible as far as I'm concerned. I'm picking at her, but it's not a real Bible. So she's been hooked on this Amplified Bible thing. And so I was trying to read Romans 8 on one of the previous recordings we did, and she had just read it. So now I'm going to let you again read it. Uh, pull that up. It was Romans 8, because that's what kind of, kind of topic we're getting into when we're talking about thinking right, being minded on spiritual things and not working about fleshly things. So go ahead and talk about some of that. Okay, so uh, Romans 8, 5 through 9 says, For those who are living according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh which gratify the body but those who are living according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit his will and purpose now the mind of the flesh is death both now and forever because it pursues sin but the mind of the spirit is life and peace the spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. The mind of the flesh, with its sinful pursuits, is actively hostile toward to God. It does not submit itself to God's law, since it cannot. And those who are in the flesh, living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses, cannot please God. However, you are not living in the flesh controlled by the sinful nature, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God lives in you, directing and guiding you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. If Christ lives in you, though your your natural body is dead because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness, which he provides. So thinking right, we have to be minded on things about Christ. Mm -hmm. So we have to be heavenly minded. Yeah. You've got to be focused on things above. You've got to be focused on what's going on above and what's, you know, we, we need to have our sights set on him because if not, we lose focus and we fall. Exactly. That's like Peter on the boat. I mean, we hear it many times, you know, he steps out on the water right. and he, the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus, he started to sink. Well, and so I want to add to what you was just talking about, talking about having our, having our mindset on spiritual things and having our mindset on fleshly things. So if we go over to uh, Galatians five and we look at verse 19, it says, now the, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, wrath, I'm sorry, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and of such light, and of which I have told you before, as I, I, have I will tell you before, and I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So 
there's being fleshly minded, there's being spiritually minded. And then, see, this is why I like these do kind of go hand in hand with each other here, because to think right is to live right. And this is a list of things that if you got going on in your life right now, obviously you're not thinking right. You know, you ain't been praying right. You ain't been you ain't been trying to seek God. Now, some people get saved and they're thinking like, oh, well, you know, uh, I still got some mess in my life. Yeah, you got mess in your life and we get that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who are actively pursuing the mess in their life uh, against all other opportunities and things that say don't do it. You know what I mean? Well, that's like this week, you know, we tried to sit down and watch a movie that, you know, typically we would have been able to watch. But here lately, God has just been convicting those things on us. Like sometimes we just... You just can't. Well, not just that, but you get mad because I watch the same shows over and over and over. No, I'm not talking about that. I was talking about the other ones. I was talking about that because that's the reason why I do that. I don't like watching other stuff because I've already watched it, and I know that this isn't something that's going to rub me the wrong way or rub my spirit in the wrong way. But um, So so we got to clean that stuff up. And if we've got that stuff going on in our lives, uh, then then without kicking a dead dog around, you're, you're failing miserably. Um, so thinking right is important to us as Christians because our fights and our struggles generally are going to start in our mind. Everything starts with a thought. And, I, and our pastor preached this recently, uh, and she said, did you ever think about why the armor of God references the helmet as the helmet of salvation? We have to guard our minds to a place where we aren't allowing our carnality and our flesh and all these different areas to take over and not only just control us in our thoughts, but whatever's in our heart is going to come out, right? Because Jesus said, whatsoever enters into a man isn't what defiles him, it's what comes out of him, because out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. Hey, can you find me that scripture off the top of your head while I'm thinking about that? Out of the abundance out of, of our heart? Yeah, you've actually got it somewhere. Out. I do. That's why I was trying to... You were looking at me funny. Out of the abundance. Let me see if I can find this right quick. Because it was... Uh, I don't like to give things to people without having some scripture to go in behind it because I'm not I'm not messing with you when I tell you this stuff. See, this is there's all kinds of stuff. I'll look at, I'm gonna let her look for that. But out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. So we understand what having carnal things going on in our life looks like. So what's it look like to have spiritual things going on in our life? Be fruit. And this is so this is the same place. This is Galatians 5. and starts in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. So to be spiritually minded is to be focused on Christ and to have our mindset on things that are above and not beneath. You know, God said in Isaiah, he said, come up higher. He said, come up higher and I'll teach you my ways and I'll show you my, you know, he said, my ways aren't your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. If you'll come up, you know, there's this whole great big thing about it. And I didn't get that brought up. Um, but I've, I've got a note here uh, that says Isaiah 26, three. So let's go look at that real quick. So if you do follow along with us, whenever we do stuff like this, part of the reason why we like to give our scripture locations and things like that. So that way you guys can go look at it for yourselves. Uh, and if you don't like something that we said, then sorry, it's not going to change. <laughs> but it, it's Matthew twelve thirty five. Okay, we'll get to that here in just a second. You got that pulled up? Okay. So uh, this is verse three in Isaiah twenty six. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. So that confirms Romans eight. 
Because when we set our minds on him and we take our mind off fleshly things and we stop allowing the our thoughts, because we're going to, what? What did you say, Matthew, what? 12, 30, well, 35, but it, 34 is a good one, too. Okay, so read me 34 and 35. It says, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks out of which fills the heart. The good man from his inner good treasure brings out good things. And the evil man from his inner evil treasure will bring out evil things. So right there, we're again, we, we understand that our heart, our mind, our thoughts, everything about us internally is what represents what we'll do externally. I, we listened to a pastor not too long ago that had came in um, to our church and he was talking about how the mind and the heart are connected and how your thoughts and your heart are connected. So it, it opened up a whole new revelation to me of um, evil and good within the mind and in the heart, because whatever your heart's thinking, your mind's thinking as well. So it's in one, just like we should be in one with, with our father, you know, but I just, it opened up a whole new revelation to me that, you know, if we are doing things a way that we shouldn't be doing them and we know we shouldn't be doing them, we're getting convicted on it. Then why are we continuing to do them? Because the only thing that's doing is torment in our mind. Well, and not just that, but it's, just, it's talking about the exact same thing. See, I don't think we could have separated these two really if we wanted to, because either way, we'd have come back to the same scriptures to talk about living right. Because to, to live right means we have to think right. We have to get our heart and our mind straightened out first. You know, we've got to understand. And, uh, you know, we had a pastor come in on Thursday, on a Thursday night, and he said, hey, uh, you need to become rooted in the fact that Christ loves you. And because he loves you, now you can be filled with his love and that love can outpour onto the people that are around you. So if you want to get any of that stuff straightened out, you've got to begin to think right. And you've got to get your mind renewed. You've got to say, how do I renew my mind? Well, bathe it in scripture. Bathe it in the word. Bathe it in, you know... Get to that. You don't have to know scripture locations for every little thing that you ever throw out there. See, Jesus never once, when he was dealing with Satan, you know what? Actually, let's go look at that real quick. That was Matthew. The one I'm thinking of, I want is Matthew. Um, I'm going to say it is four. Hold on. Let me check here real quick. Yep. Jesus was led into the wilderness. Okay. And it says he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Now I'm going to kind of pop through these real quick. Okay. But it says in verse three, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then the devil taking him up to a holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up to an exceeding high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in the glory of them. And one translation says he did it in seconds, like a, like a blink of an eye. Boom, he's seen it all. And he said, Say unto him, All these things will I give to thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. And then he said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship of the Lord thy God, and only and him only shalt thou serve. And the devil leaveth him, and angels came and ministered unto him. So Jesus didn't quote scripture locations. He didn't throw out there, I'm just throwing one out here. He didn't say Matthew 
or uh, he didn't say Isaiah 55, 4 says this. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, Daniel 12, 6 to 14 says that. You know what I'm saying? He never did any of that. He said it's written. And Satan didn't quote scripture back to him in locations either. He said it's written. They understood it was written, and that's all that has to work. How do we make that work? That's what that's what transforms our mind right there. Because anytime you come up to a situation, you're going to have something in your heart that's going to say, it's written, it's written, it's written, it's written, it's written. That's that's what's going to be. That's what's going to come out. You're going to start throwing it out there left and right. Some people who hang around me and Amber, me and Amber do that with people sometimes. And we're like, oh, no, hey, what about this? What about this? You know, and it seems like we're trying to masterfully work words from Scripture into our sentences, but that's not it. It's just so ingrained in us that this is how we this is how we reflect on and those situations be. that's what god gave us the bible for that is his written word that is what we are supposed to live by entirely well so that right there that is that fixes your problem with not being able to think right you just bathe yourself in scripture you meditate on the word night and day you 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 make god the center of your focal point and then all of these good things that we talked about there in galatians 5 uh 22 starting in verse 20 or no i'm sorry not uh verse 22 wait was one more second here sorry i was just thinking about that i want to make sure i got it right for the theologians that like to listen to us uh, you know, I wouldn't want to offend you guys or anything like that. But, uh, you know, the Bible also tells us to study ourselves approved. Yeah. So it is. It's Galatians 5.22. That's where it starts about talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And it starts. To, so those are products. Those are fruits. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know my disciples by their love. The The fruit can't bear a good, a good you know, a grape tree isn't going to give me apples. You know, an apple tree is not going to give me uh, strawberries. That's so funny because I literally had just wrote down just now. It says you will become what you surround yourself with. And you do. Yeah. So if you're surrounding yourself with all kind of negativity and you're not pouring yourself in the word and you're not doing all those kinds of things, what is your thought process? I be also, God with? asked me or God told me one day, he said, you are who you turn to. Yeah. So if you're not turning to him when you're having issues, yep. then what are you turning to? Well, not just turn not just turn to, but again, there you go. You're going to right after that, you're going to set your mind and say, oh, well, God doesn't care about what I'm dealing with. God doesn't care that I broke my finger today. You know what I'm saying? And that's not true. He cares about your broken finger just as much as he cares about your broken heart. But, you know, that's what people think. And what do they do? They retaliate and they, and they do things out of their thoughts saying, oh, well, God doesn't care if I do this because I'm just having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? So we, because we've already thought, you know, and I know we mentioned it once before, um, uh, and I can't remember if it was over the pastor insight ones or what, but you know, we keep going into prayer with an expectation. We already know what God's going to say to us. And we most definitely do not know what he's going to say to us because we can't stay quiet long enough to listen to him. Um, I got a whole new revelation on prayer after some meetings we had with, uh, brother Chris D'Amico when he came and I'm telling you what, I got a whole new revelation in prayer. Um, and, and, and my family has watched that pour out of me because that's now become a new pattern that I have in that. But we won't get into that right now. It's not what the point of this is, but it, it changed my mindset. It literally changed how I thought about that. And I'm telling you what, it has just exploded in my life. Well, that's like, you know, this week in particular, God has really been touching on, you know, what was done at the cross and we don't see, there was so many things that was done at the cross. You said something about healing. God doesn't care about my broken finger. Healing was done at the cross forgiveness was done at the cross. Those two go hand in hand. Healing and forgiveness, they go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. You know, and and, and sin, it was done at the cross. It was dead at the cross. The moment you said, Jesus, come into my life, he took all those things away from you. 
Those are no longer who you are. It is your job to walk that out from this point on. Right. And not just that. I mean, you just had a conversation about that the other day, too. We was just talking about that. God did everything he was supposed to do. Yeah. You know, that, that put the mandate on us to, to pick up the work and carry on the work. Yeah. Jesus, the book of Acts never ended. If you ever go through the New Testament, look at all the ending of the New Testament books, and you're going to find that they usually ended with a salutation. They ended with the apostles saying goodbye to some degree. Go look at the end of Acts. That's not how Acts ends. Acts never stopped. You know, the church and its mandate and its and its commission to go to the world and to reach its neighbors and to reach the people that are around them and stuff like that, none of that ever stopped. We have to go after people. And, and if we don't do it, we, and the thing is, it's not just going after people. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to turn this into an evangelism message. I'm just, I'm still, you have to get your thinking laid out, right? You have to get those things switched. No, you don't have to be a Bible theologian to go and preach salvation and the gospel to people. You just got to have your mind renewed by the word. You've got to have so much that in you that it pours out of you and it reflects that to others around you. What did, what, I think it was in the book of James. He said, Hey, uh, see, prime example, I don't even know what the verse in the chapter and everything else is, but I know it's in there because he says, show me your works without your faith and I'll show you my faith by my works. Yep. Because your faith, what you believe, what you think and everything that you believe in your mind is how you're going to react and how you're going to act out and how you're going to walk. How do I believe then I under, how do, why is it that me and my wife can throw money at all kinds of people? And we don't say this ignorantly, but why can we throw money at different people or why can we do different things for different people? Or why can we afford to fund certain things out of our pockets the way that we do? Because we have a revelation in our mind and in our thought that God's our provider. God gives to us every need according to his riches and glory. And we honestly can't remember our last time that we've really actually had. Now we've had some challenging seasons. We've had some challenging financial seasons, but we're, we never had lack Not, and we I'll, never say not just that but it also says that if we have we should give so So, but because of that thought process it is reflected in our lifestyle why we do those things right you know i was i talked about it a handful of weeks ago but i'm going to mention it again you know there's a lady at a gas station that i've been kind of talking to a little bit here and there and she's a very very timid individual and you can just kind of tell and she's also you could tell by looking at her and stuff like that she's been through some stuff And so me and her was talking one day and I looked at her and I said, why is it that I make you so uncomfortable? And she just kind of looked at me and she's like, and she, cause she, she did, she just, she gets super uncomfortable around me. And I don't think it's for any wrong reason or anything like that. She just told me, she's like, you know, she's like, I thought I was a nice person. She's like, I genuinely feel like I'm a nice person. She's like, but you're a nice person. She's like, you just, she's like, you just blew my mind. She's like, I don't even know how to. She's like, you're just, you're just nice. And it just, and it just blows her mind. You know what I'm saying? But it's because of those things that I've got in my heart, in my mind, I've become convinced of them in scripture. And I walk those things out around me everywhere I'm at. I was actually sharing a testimony uh, not too long ago about this uh, boy that I had went to school with and how I was just so mean to him. I used to throw him against the locker. I would cuss him out, yell at him, scream out. This was before I saved. And I would embarrass him in front of everybody. I'd yell at him down the hallway, call him all kinds of names and stuff. And when I was working at Burger King, when I was a manager there, he had came in and he refused to work on the same shift as me. He said, I'm not working with her. She is absolutely hateful. She is mean. Now, at this point, I'm saved. I'm living for Christ. You know, I'm a completely different person. He doesn't know that. Well, He ends up on second shift and I'm still on first shift. Well, then there was that transition where I had to go to second shift and I ended up being his boss and he was so uncomfortable around me because he had still thought of me 
the way he did in my past. Now, I just walked it out in front of him and a couple years later had went past and I just was nice to him and never yelled at him, never called him a name. He looked at me, he goes, do you remember me? I was like, yes, I do. I was very mean to you. And I am, you know, I apologize for that. I just didn't want to come up to you and just start talking to you because I knew what I had done to you. And I apologize for that. And I'm not that person anymore. He thought it was a trick. He thought I was tricking him. Like, that I was just going to do something hateful to him, just trying to be nice in this period of time just to get him close to me so I could do something mean to him. And I told him, I said, no, man, this is what happened. In that time frame, this is what happened, you know. And I had told him about the drugs and everything else that I was on when I was doing that to him. And in that moment, it had ministered to somebody else. And it had inspired her to get clean. And it had inspired her to reach out to me because she was using heroin. And that right there like it used god used that whole entire situation knowing that he had known me from being this mean person to where i am today and now she is saved because of it so god god uses that stuff and i it just amazes me sometimes how he does it well so then now i can jump into this one it's proverbs four twenty three. it says keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life so our heart and our mind What's the breastplate made out of in the armor of God? It's the breastplate of righteousness. Yep. Not our righteousness, but his righteousness. It puts us in right standing with God. But that guards our chest. That guards our heart. So we have to have our... Well, I don't care what you think about uh, whether or not I need to have my mindset on Christ or anything like that or being too heavenly minded. That is, that is absolute bogus. Because if you aren't heavenly minded about all things, you cannot be upset when you don't get the kinds of faith results that you see other people get. And quite frankly, you can't be upset if you don't see the faith results that you see me or my wife get. I'm not taking it back either because we've had people who get really bothered by us uh, in the past because they think we're just overdoing it. And quite honestly, if we weren't overdoing it, they wouldn't be here right now. You were talking about Acts a minute ago, and with that being said, I, I was reading this. It says, the cancellation of sin means that we no longer have an excuse to continue doing what we used to do. Right. But that's still the same thing, thinking right, establishing and renewing our mind in the Word, renewing our heart in the Word, how, keeping our, our breastplate on, keeping our helmet on. You know, there's other pieces of that armor. You guys can go and you guys can go find that. Um, uh, I was checking to see if I had it wrote down here because I've got notes on it, but I, didn't, I don't think I wrote down exactly where it was at. But anyways, you guys can go check that out. But there's other pieces of that armor, but you got to think, you got to guard your heart. You have to guard your mind. You have to guard those things because inside those are those issues that are going to pour out onto other people. If, remember, you ever wake up and just have a bad day? Like, you just wake up and you're, like, yes. in a groggy mood, and then all of a sudden, what do you do? Someone asks you or says something to you, and you snap at them, right? They didn't do anything to you. They didn't say anything to you. They, they literally just opened their eyes up and asked you a question, and you snapped at them. Why? Because in your mind, you'd already decided, I'm in a bad mood. And you poured that out on the people around you, because in your mind, it was already decided that's what you're going to be. So we've been working on trying to get these things tightened down. 
because like I said, editing is a huge, huge thing. And not just that, but we're working on getting more and more individuals to have a maximum of four people more regularly. So the editing process becomes very extenuous. But if we're talking about something today that's tugging at your heart, uh, the first thing I want to just say is that you guys can reach out to us again. You guys, we want to hear prayer requests. We want to hear your praise reports. We want to know if there's anything that we can do for you, things we can clear up for you. Reach out to us at indeedintruthministries at gmail.com. You can check the description on our on our uh on the podcast and you can see our emails there and our Facebook page. Don't fear, don't be afraid to reach out to us. But if you've heard something we're talking about today, thinking right and living right, these things almost go absolutely hand in hand. I don't think we could have separated them even if we tried to honestly, because to live right means you think right. There's, there's no way in between that. And we showed it to you guys scripturally today, but if you're hearing that and you're saying, Logan, Amber, I'm hearing you, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that tug in my heart, but I'm not thinking right. And let alone not even thinking right or praying right, but I ain't living right. And you know, you're not living right. The Bible tells us that God only hears the prayer of, of, of the unsaved for one purpose. And that's when he cries out for him. If you don't cry out for him, then when that day comes, uh, you know, your, your fate's already sealed. Uh, if you cry out for him now, he, you, God will fight for you all the way up to the moment you take your last breath. He just wants you to, he, he wants relationship with you. God wants to be in your life. He wants to help you. He wants to love you. He wants to be there for you and nobody else will be there for you. But if you're thinking about this and you're hearing all this and you can feel that tug at your heart, well, here's what I want to do. We're going to do an altar call and we try to finish every single one of our episodes with an altar call because I want to make sure I constantly, 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 constantly am giving people an opportunity to get saved. So if you guys are hearing this and you are feeling like you are feeling that tug at your heart, what I want you to do is just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I recognize my sin. And I recognize the work that Jesus did on the cross for me. I ask for you to be Lord and Savior of my life. From this day forward, I will live for you because you died for me. From this day forward, I am going to be known as a child of God. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that, we want to hear about that. We want to celebrate with you. No, we're not looking to blast it all over the internet. Unless you want us to share it on our Facebook page, we 100% will. But we just want to know because we want to celebrate with you. We don't want you to think that you're celebrating by yourself. So we're excited for you. Uh, and what you need to do now, if you've accepted Christ, you know, you need to get a Bible. You need to get Christian friends. You need to surround yourself with people who are going to sharpen you. You, you need also to need to church. tell somebody. Yep. You need to tell somebody because through your confession. Yep. Yep. You need to go tell somebody about him. And you need to get in that Bible and you need to discover who God is. You don't need to go and find someone else to tell you who he is. You have to get to dis discover who he is in revelation of who he is out of his word. So, Amber, I want you to go ahead and pray us out of here. 
Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that everything that we have spoke, Lord, was of you, God. We thank you that you are just captivating the hearts of your people, that you are just renewing their minds today, God, that they would be able to think right, that they would be able to live right. And we thank you for it. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys, look forward to seeing you on the next episode. God bless.